What's going on, family? Happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing absolutely incredible. That's my hope and prayer. I hope you've had an amazing weekend as, yeah, the month of January is coming to an end. This is the last full week of the month, and like, wow. So with that said, there's a lot to get into, and I'm actually super excited about today's show. Before we get there, as always, Thank you so much for your continued support of all things connected to The Faction. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. Thank you so much. And then again, those of you who've been hanging out with us via podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, thank you so much. It means the world. If you've not joined us, it's not too late. All you have to do is click the subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening to us now, and you can get the notifications for when we drop an episode. You don't have to wait until we announce it on the socials. You'll be right there to see it as soon as the episode uploads. So really excited about that and excited about having you guys along for the ride. So with that said, there's a lot to get into on today's show. And certainly we could talk about all that happened with SmackDown and all that happened with AEW. But today I want to focus on independent wrestling. Now, I know that a lot of our fan base pays attention, of course, to WWE and AEW, but you may not be as well versed on what's happening in independent wrestling. And I'm going to fire a shot already. Shots fired, right? And this shot is fired to my good brother, Brandon Clack, and my other good brother, Courtney Beard. Brandon Clack has come on this show several times and said specifically, there are no more stars in wrestling. That era is over. And to that, I would say, perhaps you're looking in the wrong place. Because everywhere I looked this weekend and I get the opportunity to look in the world of pro wrestling, there are stars and there is a following. So I want to start by talking about a show that happened on IWTV this weekend called Southeast First. The significance of this show is that it brought together about six or seven promotions in the Southeast, which included Southern Honor Wrestling. A lot of titles were on the line, including the SHW title and a title called the IWTV World Championship. Now, why is that particular title important? It's important for a few reasons. First of all, in the world of independent wrestling, there really hasn't been a world champion recognized by all of independent wrestling. Sure, all of the independent promotions have a champion, but very few of them attach the title world to it. Because when you're talking about a world champion, particularly in independent wrestling, you are referencing the fact that this title is not just defended in your specific territory or promotion, but that it is defended not just nationally, but around the world and most independent organizations in and of themselves don't necessarily have that particular distinction enter the iwtv world championship 
So let's talk about the history of the IWTV World Championship, the Independent Wrestling World Championship. First and foremost, here's one of the reasons why this is important. I've talked before about IWTV as a streaming platform. It is the streaming platform for a plethora of independent organizations, including Southern Honor Wrestling and Defy and Action Wrestling and a lot of other wrestling promotions. So you can go ahead, again, subscribe at independentwrestling.tv and you can get the first five days for free if you use SHW as the promo code. But in reference to the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Championship, this title came into being in 2017. The title itself has been defended in 29 promotions in 21 different states and in Canada as well, helping to make it a true world championship. And here's where this becomes super important. In August of 2021, the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Championship was officially recognized as a world title by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Now, here's why that's important. So for folks who grew up in the 70s and the 80s and certainly in the 90s, Pro Wrestling Illustrated was the Bible of pro wrestling. It was the magazine that really represented all that was happening in the world of pro wrestling. And we would see it come out monthly with rankings for the NWA, WWE, or WWF at the time. And then, of course, you'd have the AWA, World Class, and whatever other national and worldwide promotions were there, along with several important and high-ranking independent promotions as well. To be recognized as an official world championship by Pro Wrestling Illustrated makes you incredibly authentic, and not everybody's championship is recognized as an official world title. So when PWI recognized the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Championship, that really cemented this title as a title of importance. So there have been 10 IWTV championship reigns, and a number of these names are names that you are familiar with now. Ironically, the very first champion was Jonathan Gresham, who is the current Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. He held the title for 126 days, seven defenses. There are other names that you'll be familiar with, like Tracy Williams, who also spent time in Ring of Honor. Orange Cassidy is a former two-time IWTV Independent Wrestling World Champion, holding the title for a total of 250 days with 22 total defenses across his two title reigns. Chris Statlander serves as the only female to hold the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Championship. Yeah, you're hearing these names and a lot of these names sound familiar to you. Eric Stevens was a champion for one day. Warhorse is the longest reigning IWTV Independent Wrestling World champion at 532 days with 45 defenses. Lee Moriarty, recently signed to AEW as a former champion. Wheeler Yuta, also signed to AEW, is a former champion. And then Alex Shelley, who spent quite a bit of time in Impact, did a very brief run in NXT. One of the most respected wrestlers in the world, also the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Champion. Now, why am I spending so much time talking about this? Because for one, 
here at the faction, we're a well-rounded group. We talk about all things pro wrestling. And it's important to understand that now independent wrestling has a world championship that is recognized in the world of independent wrestling and by the body of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. So if PWI recognizes it, we probably ought to pay attention to it too. Here's why I also think this title is important. Because right now, the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Championship is akin to what the NWA World Championship was back in the 70s and 80s and prior to that. Why do I mention that? Because if you remember back then, or if you've watched some footage from then, what the NWA champion would do is he would travel to varying NWA territories, be that world class or mid-Atlantic or anywhere in the world, and he would defend that championship against whoever the top person was in that territory. And sometimes he'd win and sometimes he'd lose. If you remember Kerry Von Erich winning the NWA WA World Championship down in Texas by defeating the Nature Boy Ric Flair and others who would win those championships in those territory spaces or you would see great world champions like Ric Flair, like Harley Race successfully defend the NWA championship inside of those territories. So I've set all of this up as a backdrop to tell you what happened this weekend at an event called Southeast First that happened in Tyrone, Georgia, which is about 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. Southeast First was the event which streamed live on IWTV. As I mentioned, it featured a number of championships defended, including the New South Championship. We saw the SHW Championship defended as Owen Knight successfully defended against one half of the tag team champions, Kyle Matthews. And in the main event, it was Alex Shelley, who was the current IWTV Independent Wrestling World Champion, defend against AC Mack. So this match for me had a lot of significance because for one, AC Mack is a former SHW champion. AC Mack is one of the pillars of SHW, wrestled in the very first SHW match back in October of 2018, and was in the main event of the most recent SHW card, SHW 35, where he teamed with Joe Black to battle the current SHW champion, Owen Knight, and the former SHW champion being David Ali. So there's a lot of ties to AC Mack, and AC Mack, on top of what he did in SHW, longest reigning action wrestling champion for almost 800 days. So in the home of action wrestling, AC Mack gets his first ever world title match against the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Champion, Alex Shelley, the highly decorated Alex Shelley, who spent time, of course, in Ring of Honor, Impact, etc., etc., etc. It was an absolutely incredible match that saw AC Mack become the new IWTV Independent Wrestling World Champion. Such incredible significance to this because, first of all, he represents the Southeast and he had an incredible promo connected to that, but he also serves as the very first openly gay LGBTQ male wrestler to win a world championship. So it's all kinds of history that has been made by AC Mack 
I'm excited, and I'm going to work on getting AC Mack here on The Faction. I want you guys to be able to hear his story. He's an incredible wrestler who has accomplished amazing things, and now he is the top wrestler in independent wrestling as the new IWTV Independent Wrestling World Champion. So why is this of such great significance? Well, I think it's significant for a few reasons. One of the big reasons is this. After watching that match and experiencing that moment live, it made me feel something that I haven't felt in a long, long time. There's nothing like the feeling of history being made right before your eyes. Not to mention, he's one of our own. I've called several AC Mac matches. He's an SHW original. He is very much still a part of the SHW fabric. And now to see a former SHW champion now being heralded as the top wrestler in independent wrestling is massive so congratulations to ac mac so in terms of stars i keep telling you that there's great star power in independent wrestling i want you to hear the promo from ac mac immediately after he won the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Championship. Because there's a conversation we've got to have about this. Check this out. Y'all still with me? Yeah! Y'all still with me? Yeah! More than anything, I hope my haters still with me. And plenty of people told me, you ain't gonna never make it out of this state. Not with the way you look, not with the color of your skin, not with who you like to sleep with. You will never make it. They dubbed me Georgia's finest. Thank you for that because I am so much more.
relationship, you come cross that Mason Dixon line and you come see me. And so I can hold this championship. And trust and believe it will be for a while. So I'm just going to say it now, watching that promo live and reliving it gave me the vibe of when Shane Douglas won the Eastern Championship Wrestling title, or better yet, won the NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling title and rechristened it the ECW title. I think there are certain promos and certain movements that evoke certain emotions that make you feel a certain way. And there's no way you don't hear that promo and you're not moved. It 
stuck with me. It moved me. It's something absolutely incredible. And it's one of the reasons why I believe, again, there is so much star power sitting in the independent wrestling circuits that some might miss if you don't turn your attention that way. It's probably why Brandon Clack right now doesn't think there's any stars in pro wrestling. There are. They just may not be in some of the places that you've been looking. And that's not saying there are no stars in WWE and AEW because they clearly are. But there's always been more star power in independent wrestling. That's where the big organizations have always tapped when they want some new star power and they want some new blood. So with that said, congratulations again to AC Mack, the brand new and history-making IWTV Independent Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. Congratulations to him and all of the folks who participated in Southeast First. You can watch that right now. On independentwrestling.tv, it's a great streaming service. You can check it out. And that's not all that happened in the world of independent wrestling. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about a massive pay-per-view that took place last night, which again is going to showcase the power and the strength of independent wrestling. We'll be right back. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content, but that I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were going to be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm going to do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. Hey, How about that? Oh. The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. Word a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win, there is a you, there will always be the S-H-W. 
All right, guys, so the incredible weekend of independent wrestling continued. Friday night was Southeast First, where a new IWTV independent wrestling world champion was crowned in the person of A.C. Mack. Last night was a huge pay-per-view for an organization called GCW. They are Game Changer Wrestling, and they had a massive pay-per-view last night at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. So if you're a wrestling fan, the Hammerstein Ballroom holds incredible significance to you. Obviously, a lot of things have happened there. ECW spent a lot of time there. Ring of Honor spent a lot of time there, including Final Battle. It's usually the home of their Final Battle pay-per-view over these last few years. Couple all of that with the return of ECW when WWE relaunched ECW and they had those classic and epic ECW one night stand pay-per-views there so GCW Game Changer Wrestling is an incredible organization now I want to give you a little bit of history about GCW because this is important it was originally known as Jersey Championship Wrestling, founded in 1999 by Ricky Otatsu, and then it had a bit of a hiatus. So it went from Jersey Championship Wrestling from January of 1999 until 2004. In 2004, JCW was sold to a rival company called National Wrestling Superstars. The promotion would remain dormant for nearly a decade until September 2013 when, after National Wrestling Superstars closed, Ricky Otatsu reclaimed the rights to JCW and reopened the promotion. And then in June of 2015, Jersey Championship Wrestling would be rebranded to Game Changer Wrestling, or GCW, after being purchased by Brett Lauderdale and Danny DeManto. Now, since then, GCW has been a very very interesting space, right? It is not a space that necessarily has a regular television show, but they do a lot of shows throughout the year across the United States. So that would be in New Jersey and then really all across the country, Chicago, Detroit, New York, Florida, etc., etc. And one of the things that they do very, very well is WrestleMania weekend. They've had a lot of massive shows during WrestleMania weekend, which has been absolutely huge. One of the big shows would be Joey Janela's Spring Break, which happened yearly in Florida. And as the years have progressed, they have really began to spread out around the world. They partnered with Matt Riddle in April 2018 to produce Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. And again, things have changed as Bloodsport has now partnered with Josh Barnett. So there's a lot that GCW has done in terms of their style. Who could you equate GCW to? I would say that GCW these days is the modern day incarnation of ECW. If you remember ECW before WWE purchased it, ECW was that independent promotion that had the groundswell of what some might call grown folks wrestling or rated R wrestling or that mixture of blood sport, that mixture of death matches, hardcore matches, with some great technical wrestling as well. If you remember, ECW was not just blood and guts. They also had some amazing technical matches. So GCW is a mixture of that. With all of that said, they are a lot more adult in their language. So I wouldn't necessarily suggest it for children. If you are watching it around children, I would suggest putting your headphones on unless language isn't an issue for you. And if it's not, have at it. 
With that said, GCW put on a massive show last night called The World on GCW. It was their debut at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Over 2,000 folks were there, and it was amazing. Now, I should mention this because there is an interesting tie between GCW and IWTV. In December of 2020, GCW attempted to end their partnership with IWTV and then later moved their content to Fight TV. And in 2021, IWTV sued GCW for breach of contract. Now, we won't spend a whole lot of time on that piece, but that is one of the interesting connections between IWTV and GCW. With all of that said, Massive show last night for GCW. A lot of intriguing names were a part of this show last night. And I mention that because I think it's pretty incredible that GCW featured so many AEW and Ring of Honor stars. Okay. So your GCW world champion is John Moxley, who, of course, just returned to pro wrestling this past Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. We also saw Matt Cardona and Matt Cardona against Joey Janela. Ruby Soho was there. The Briscoes from Ring of Honor were there and a lot of others. It was pretty incredible, to say the least. I will say this. Last night's show, without giving away too much of what happened, really showed me again that independent wrestling and pro wrestling as we know it is alive and well and to have that show in new york city new york city which has traditionally been the home of wwe really in the last calendar year it's the first year that we've seen other promotions come into New York City and have overwhelming success. Sold out Hammerstein Ballroom for GCW last night. Who can forget the two nights that AEW did at the Arthur Ashe Center, actually drawing more people there than WWE did in the hallowed halls of Madison Square Garden. So it's a pretty impressive move. And when the world of pro wrestling thrives in, of all places, New York City, yeah, we've got a special thing happening. So there's obviously a relationship between GCW and AEW. There's also clearly a relationship between GCW and, of course, Ring of Honor, as even Ring of Honor commentator Ian Riccoboni showed up to work last night during what was supposed to be Jonathan Gresham versus Blake Christian, which turned into Blake Christian versus Leo Rush, which made for an absolutely amazing match. One of the things that holds true in the world of pro wrestling across every promotion is every card these days is subject to change thanks to all that's been going on with the coronavirus so not saying that Gresham has COVID but Gresham was unable to be there to defend the ROH world title last night which is just one of those things and again matches have to be changed etc etc but it all made for what was a pretty incredible card to say the least now, with all of that said, again, GCW is an organization certainly for grown folks wrestling. It is what I believe the 2022 presentation of ECW would be if ECW was still alive and kicking. So with all of that said, 
I say go ahead and check out GCW. You can find some clips of GCW on YouTube. They aired their pre-show live on YouTube and Facebook last night. So you can check that out. And you can check out their catalog now available on Fight TV. One of the other things that GCW has done super well is they have a weekend called The Collective. And that weekend usually brings about you know, like 15, 16 shows. I talked about the Bloodsport show. That's there. Also, there's been a number of shows exclusively for African-American wrestlers, which has been incredible. There's also been uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. So what I think is incredible about GCW is their intentionality to really be inclusive for all presentations of pro wrestling, whether it is technical wrestling, hardcore wrestling, deathmatch wrestling, And it's also ensuring that a number of different wrestlers from across the amazing diverse sphere of pro wrestling are represented. So congratulations to GCW for what was certainly a very, very big move, I think, in performing at the Hammerstein Ballroom last night. You can be certain that they'll be around for WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. So we'll keep you posted on all of that. But congratulations. I thought that was huge for GCW. Before we get out of here, as we continue to focus on independent wrestling, a first happened over the weekend, kind of as part of this whole the world on GCW weekend. The night before being Saturday night was the inaugural class for the independent wrestling Hall of Fame. So we're familiar, of course, with the WWE Hall of Fame. Impact Wrestling has a Hall of Fame. There is a Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. And now there is the Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame, which is pretty exciting to see after all that independent wrestling has contributed to the world of pro wrestling. So with that said, It went down Saturday night at the Cutting Room in New York City. It is available for you to check out on the GCW YouTube channel and on Fight TV. It is for free, so you can go back and check it out. This year's class included Jerry Lynn, Homicide, Ruckus, Dave Prezak, Lufisto, and Tracy Smothers. What a great class. And some of the folks doing the inductions are names that you are very familiar with as well including CM Punk, Lenny Leonard, Sanjay Dutt, Chris Dickinson, and Sean Waltman, a.k.a. X-Pac, who also made an appearance last night at the World on GCW. Also, I should mention, Jeff Jarrett was in a match against Effie, which... That's intriguing to me because I know Jeff Jarrett for a while had been doing some things at WWE. It looks like that's not happening anymore. And the idea that Jeff Jarrett is still wrestling is kind of like, wow. So with all of that said, we've spent all of this time talking solely about independent wrestling, which should tell you the power of independent wrestling in 2022. I was among the first to come on this podcast several years ago and talk about how we are living in arguably the best time in the world of pro wrestling ever, because there are so many options for you to check out. And I still believe that to be completely true. It gets better and better as the days progress and this crazy month of wrestling continues of course at the end of the month being this Saturday with the Royal Rumble from WWE all sorts of talks about the Forbidden Door 
being opened is intriguing for sure. We know Mickey James will be a part of the Women's Rumble. There are rumors and all sorts of ideas about what could be happening in the Men's Rumble. Oh, and I should mention this, and this is just a quick one. The fact that multiple times on SmackDown this Friday, John Moxley was referenced as Mox, not as Dean Ambrose. I thought that was very, very interesting. It could be telling. Who knows? But with all of that said, I've taken up plenty of your time. Thanks for sticking with us throughout this entire episode. And I hope that it will prompt you to go and check out some of the great things that are happening in the world of independent pro wrestling. Again, you can check out GCW on Fight TV on YouTube. You can also check out all things SHW on IWTV and you can go back and watch Southeast First to watch AC Mac historically become the brand new IWTV independent wrestling world heavyweight champion. With that said, oh, I probably should remind you in terms of independent wrestling to check out the upcoming episode of SHW. The new SHW 35 will be available likely sometime this week. And then next week, February the 4th on Friday night, SHW 36 goes down right here in Atlanta. If you can make it to Atlanta to be a part of it, do so. I would love to see you. And there's going to be tailgating Yeah, it's going to be crazy. So just come hang out. It'll be amazing. Again, that's not this Friday, but next Friday, February the 4th at the Action Building. It's going to be absolutely amazing. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Have an absolutely amazing day. Hit us up on the socials as we'll have all sorts of news that you can use. We'll talk to you next time. Representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. My name is GB Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I need my people, here we go.